Hi everyone, and welcome to Comics from the Multiverse, a DC Comics podcast from the Mail Flood Network. I'm Peter, and joining me as always is Matt. Yep, we're going to talk some Superman a lot today. And I'm super excited. women, too. That, that's what I mean. I meant the world of Superman. I should have said Metropolis, but that also includes Hong Kong. So Yeah, true, so the Superverse. The Superverse. Yes. Also, uh, returning after a week of moving house, Connor is back. Yeah, we do, we do have other stuff as well as just the, the super stuff. I mean, I know Matt's excited about it, but there was some other stuff. Oh, I'm excited about it too. Uh, we, we get a lot coming up today in this week's show. So as, as we always do, we review most of, if not all, of the week's DC uh, books. Well, the DC Rebirth books. There's a couple of weird holdovers from before that we're not covering, but you know. Hey, yeah. uh, so coming up on this week's show, we're going to be discussing, and I've forgotten to do this last like three or four times, but you know, spoilers for the books when we talk about them. You know, there's timestamps yeah. to skip around if you want to like, skip certain ones or whatever for spoiler reasons or you just don't care about them. But on this week's show, we are talking about All Star Batman issue one, Superwoman issue one, Deathstroke Rebirth issue one, Detective Comics nine three eight, Action Comics nine six one, Wonder Woman issue four, The Flash issue four, New Superman issue two, and then Connor on his own will be discussing Red Hood and the Outlaws issue one. And Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps, issue one. They'll be brief, I promise. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like Connor just wants to take bullets for people. That, that, that's all that is. I'm, I'm the good guy here, let's face it. Yeah. Well, let's just say he's going to join the Suicide Squad if he keeps going. <laughs> Voluntarily, might we add. Um, before we get to that, though, there's a little bit of uh, news. Well, uh, we have sort of the initial sales data for the month of July. And it was fairly notable. We don't have the full ranking, so we can't really see where a lot of books are uh, sitting. We only have the top ten. But the more notable part of this is that DC, for the first time in three years, beat Marvel in terms of market share and unit share. Whoa. It's impressive. Yeah, most impressive. It's worth mentioning that DC had around 36 less books and most of Marvel's books are priced more expensive because most of them mm-hmm. are three ninety nine. A few of them are even four ninety nine. So it's uh, yeah. yeah, it's pretty impressive. Um, uh, they had in terms of market share, they had forty point nine six percent, and on unit share, they had thirty five point three six percent. If you never looked at these these uh, figures before, um, mm-hmm. unit share is the number of actual issues sold. Market share is the amount of money that was made. So um, that's the two ways they they calculate it. Um, but yeah, of the top ten, though, we have the top ten for the month, but nothing more. Um, eight of them are DC books. Nice. That's good. Yeah, uh, we have Justice League number one at number one. We have Justice League Rebirth number one at number two. Batman issue two is number three. Weird. Uh, yeah, Civil War two issue three is number four. Number five is Batman issue three. Number six is Nightwing Rebirth issue one. Number seven is Civil War issue four. Or Civil War Two issue four, sorry. Um, yeah. Number eight. And this is a surprising one here. This is the one that really sticks out to me. Yeah. It's been a surprise. Number eight is New Superman issue one. Huh. Well. You know, I know my shop ordered a lot of them because I was speaking to them like they had a massive stack, and I was asking why so many. I didn't think it was going to be so popular, and they actually said they don't think it will be at first but they're oh. expecting it to get really good reviews and people to really like it and that people are going to come in and ask for it in the next couple of months, so they wanted to be stocked up with it. 
So I wonder That's if good. a lot of shops have done a similar thing. That's pretty cool. Because, um, well, yeah, there was, what, 5% difference between market share and unit? Right? Uh, 40 yeah, and 35? Yeah. yeah, give or take, yeah. So that means 5% of those books are staying on the shelf then? Is that what that means? Because, or is that just... No. No, I think it's more complex than that. <laughs> but I see where you're coming uh, well, from. You know what I mean? Like, because I know I went to get uh, Green Lanterns and I had to get online because my shop under-ordered because it wasn't, you know, out the gate. But now he said he has to order more because now people are asking for it. You know, so there's like people, there's, there's demand for these books that just aren't there because they weren't sure what to do in the beginning. Yeah, Because they got burned shop, by the New 52. Even up to this week, my shop has sold out of every issue of Wonder Woman within four hours of opening. Wow. It's, no, it's, it's good that it's surpassing everyone's expectations. Yep. It's really nice. And it's good that the... I mean, it's funny how it's the second full month of Rebirth where they beat Marvel like this as opposed yeah. to the first full month. So that's also a very good sign. I thought it was weird Justice League at the top. It's a strange one. Yeah. It doesn't Justice have League, as much of the pedigree as some of the other books. It doesn't, but Justice League is just one of those books that always sells well because it's Justice League. Right. Mm. Um, and just to round up that top ten, number nine was Nightwing issue one, and number ten was Hal Jordan and the Green Latin Core Rebirth issue one. So I could have done with another DC book being <laughs> at number ten, but uh, no, very good one for DC. I'll be curious to see what the uh, the full uh, chart is just so I can see where all the other books from last month that we you know talked about in June and so, where they placed in the second so month. Two Nightwing books in the top ten, so that means DC fans also love Dick. All DC fans love Dick. Uh, it's just a fact. Yeah, it's a fact. Dick is very popular amongst DC fans. Yes. So. Uh, no, that's everything. I uh, just wanted to point out that some of those milestones there and the, the, the sales for July. Oh, man. Uh, so... Not even Star Wars. Like, when yeah, Star no, Wars first dropped, it was like they were selling enough to be like a third brand. Like, if they were just Star Wars comics, they would have been the third. Yeah, yeah. even if even if you discounted that first issue, which had the, the loot crate yeah. and massive spike, it was still right. ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. and... It's fading. I, I hope Marvel, as someone that enjoys both universes, I hope Marvel doesn't, you know, not listen and kind of course corrects. But well, this is this for, for anyone who is a Marvel fan. This should be good news because if if they're a Marvel fan that haven't been enjoying the current direction, yeah. this is exactly what you want for them to be forced yeah. to to change things. Yeah, competition. Yeah, yeah, competition is good for everyone. Yeah. It's the same with anything, same with video games when we have Sony versus well, Microsoft. It's the same for well, technology, really, anything. Um, yeah, I was going to say Coke and Pepsi, but who cares? Like, they, they, like, what do they do to change things? <laughs> they get more creative with their adverts. <laughs> that, that's that's true. They, they do get more creative <laughs> with their adverts. Uh, the current Coke ones are annoying the shit out of me, actually, but this, that's, that's another story for another time. Let's talk about some comics. Um, Let's do that. Let's talk about some comics, and we're going to start off, as we always do, with the new books. And the first one we're going to talk about is All-Star Batman, issue one, written by Scott Snyder. Uh, the main story is uh, got art by John Romita Jr., and the backup story is by Declan Shelby. So, let's get into this. So, this is a book, and the first arc of this book is... Did I just say this is a book? I didn't. I was stupid. Uh, the first arc of this book is... Batman transporting Two-Face across country whilst every villain is 
going to help Two Face because Two Face has got like this big blackmail thing, you know, to make them all want to to have it all be in their interest to save them. And uh, very very unique Batman story is out of Gotham, and it's going cross country. And uh, what did we think of this first issue? I pretty much loved it. Matt, Just... what did you think of this first issue? I I did not love it. I like parts really? of it, but overall, I I expected more out of Snyder. And this was a story that he had planned up, uh, planned out to follow Black Mirror with with Dick Grayson mm. as Batman. Joe, it's funny you bring that fact up. Uh huh. Because there's parts that feel very much like Black Mirror era, and then there's the parts that feel very much like Zero Year. I wasn't. Do you know what? It wasn't even the fact that there was parts like it. There was just a, there was mm-hmm. a couple of lines of dialogue from Batman to yeah. me that felt more like Dick Batman. I'll Chris be honest. Batman. When I was reading it, I was thinking this would have been that much, yeah. a little bit better with Dick. Yep. Because we all know how Batman's gonna. Well, Bruce Batman is gonna deal with something like this, and that's what kind of made it fun to think about how would Grayson deal with this as Batman because he doesn't have the history with Harvey that Bruce does. And I just, him having the files on everybody, it's just, it was so weird. And I know there's more to the story. And with Snyder, there's always more to the story. But I just, it was so choppy. And the back and the forth. See, I really the genre like made art. Yeah. The genre made art, I, I mean, it looks better than other stuff, like his Superman run, which I was not a fan of at all. But... Yeah, man, between the art and the choppy story, I was just like, uh, man, I don't know if I'm going to go on to issue two, which we all know I'm going to because it's Scott Snyder, you know, but I don't like that feeling of it, you know? Yeah, I I agree with one of those points. I agree with the art, and I do think John Romita Jr. is not to my taste. I don't like his faces. Mm. I think he does action very well. I think he does, like, you know, yes. action sequences, like the, the layouts, the panels, and the way it goes, you know, the mo- mm-hmm. sense of motion tends to be quite good. But his human faces, I I am not particularly fond of. Uh, but that, that really is just a taste thing. That said, though, given the the, the opinions I've seen on the internet, a lot of people seem to share that. I do. I, I thought this was some of his best work that I've ever seen, frankly. It, no, I mean, it was definitely better than yeah. Superman, as, uh, as Matt was saying. Well, yeah, I really it. liked it. It looks better. It's more refined than stuff that we've got. But I just, it's the really sketchy style in that, like you see a lot of the lines and whatnot. It's just, it's strange for me for Batman. Because when you think of Batman, you think, think sleek, right? And I've been so used to Capullo and even, um, what's his name on Batman right now? I'm drawing a blank. Finch. Uh, Finch. You know, his is much more sleek. So, and also, yeah. what the hell is Batman holding on the cover? It's like a bat crowbar. I can't figure it out. Yeah, I, I was ignoring the cover. Uh-huh. Let, me, let me go back to the cover. Hold on, I need to swipe back. Yeah. <laughs> I need, You'll remember just, it when you see it. Yeah, I, yeah. I remember the cover is, but I, I, I seem to remember it being a batarang. But now you're it is, but it's huge. Saying but this, it's massive. It. There's no way he throws that thing. Oh, shit, yeah. That looks yeah. like something that you would use to decapitate someone with. <laughs> So, so Snyder came up with it. Not Scott Snyder. Zach, <laughs> Zach Snyder came up with that one. He, yeah. He's like, but so, uh, because we're in spoiler territory, the whole twist, I was not a fan of whatsoever, of who mm-hmm. shot down the bat plane. 
Uh, I was going to jump straight to them, but we'll we'll go it then, then and go back because yeah. I've got some stuff. I that, say that's my earlier stuff. But. That was my biggest problem with it. But we can we can work our way back up. Yeah. Think- well, uh, let's talk about the twist then. If we're on the twist, we'll talk about yeah. the twist. We can go back and talk about other stuff. Um, I, I do have some issues with the twist now. So the twist here is that the reason why the the Batmobile on the Batmobile the Batwing goes down is because mm-hmm. Alfred is the one who sabotaged it. Because Batman even says in narration that, well, this is, you know, only someone really close could do this. Right. Like, this isn't just something that someone else could have hacked into from the outside or whatever. Mm-hmm. And we find out that it's Alfred, and Alfred's all, um, I just wanted to say I'm so sorry, sir. He didn't say that to him, but that's what he, you know, no. he says when he goes off comms. Um, yeah. And I did have some issues with this twist. Not because... <sighs> Not because I have a problem with the event happening, because I'm sure it'll turn out that there's a mm-hmm. good reason for why Alfred's done this, you know. Yeah. But that's kind of why I also have a problem with it anyway, is because it feels like a nothing twist almost. Yep, it's just there to it's shock value. Wish I, I, yeah, I. What would have been cool is if they would have left it to like the fifth issue, and as Batman, you know, is talking with Alfred. He kind of drops it on him, going like, "There's only one person that could have shot it down, you know." And I'll I'll find out from you later. Instead of this, you know, weepy Alfred at the end, you know, saying he's so sorry. Like, it just it feels weird, like pizza. Just it's there for shock value, and nothing much else. See, I get that, but because I know it's not going to be like a massive, massive thing, you know, like logic tells me it's not going to be. I'm kind of just okay with waiting to see where it goes. It's kind of like the whole. Hell Hydra thing. Where it's exactly like the Hell Hydra just, just, thing. Just well, wait and see where it goes and don't make a big deal of it. And it's well, fine. No, and that's no, fine. I'm not, and I'm not, Connor, like, that's the problem, though. I'm not making a big deal of it. I'm not offended or no. shocked. I'm saying this is pointless because I know it's not going to turn out to be anything. Yeah. Well, sure, it's not t- to us, but it's it's just a hook to more casual readers, I suppose. <laughs> Filthy casuals. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Back in line where you belong. I just, like... I actually like this show a lot more than Matt did. I don't want to sound like I'm being down on it. Um, I, I liked oh, yeah. it a lot. There's a lot of stuff in here I did really like. I did think the twist was the weakest part of it, though. Well, um, sure, but, and but I, it wasn't enough to detract much from it for me. And I thought the art was hit or miss. What I did like about the issue a lot is the way it builds up Two-Face. As mm-hmm. if he's like a threat to be dealt with. The way he has the, 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 the potato sack mask on, which is mm. the one I commit like Jason Voorhees in Friday the 13th Part 2. There you go. Yep. The reference for you. That is uh, the one thing as a Two-Face fan that I did appreciate is like, I feel like the fallen hero Two-Face is kind of what we get a lot because mm-hmm. they, they lean on the long Halloween origin and we forget that now this dude's an Arkham for a reason. Like he's not just a fallen angel. And he is a criminal mastermind. He's also uh, they also play with the schizophrenia here because he's like yeah. when he's speaking to Batman as Harvey, he's like he's going to come back soon and you need, you need to deal with. Like I like that stuff. I like the mm. build up to him and then the eventual reveal of him. Like standing I love there, that like, page. Yeah. I think that's the standout page of the issue. Yeah, it probably is. Uh, some other stuff I loved was Batman in a diner. I, also, I, I just like that we're getting some like low tier villains like Firefly and Killer Moth. Is a it's been yeah. a while, hasn't it? Yeah, it's like well, just like and th- <laughs> stuff to fight this issue. And they seem like freaking frack because they're both bug themed. One has fire, one has acid. And I like that Snyder puts it in there, like in the exposition, the acid yeah. gun, and it, it plays a joke up of it. And who else showed up? There's another. Um, 
It was like Doc Ock, but for Batman. So he's a character I've never seen before. Black Spider, yeah, I want to say. Yeah, something yeah, like that. Black Spider. And and yeah, so I thought that was cool. And I hope we get more moments like this. But for me, out of the gate, I didn't think it was, you know, not strong. I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure there'll be tons of villains like popping up throughout this yeah. this arc. That, that seems to be the whole focus of the arc is that all these different villains are going. To, this this is very much. Uh, it feels like a John oh, Carpenter movie. Oh, or that. With them going across country and like all like just this like simple plot. That that's what it feels like to me. Um, so I really like that. There was uh, one moment in the fight in the diner though that I didn't like so much, and he like because he basically stabs one of the guy's arms. I can't remember which one it is. It's either uh, Firefly or Killer Moth. And yeah. he like full on stabs him in the arm with a knife, and I thought See, that was I'm, a bit... I'm not sure he's stabbing that much into the arm because he's stabbing through the the gauntlet that's like dispensing all the acid. Look at the length of the blade. I well, I didn't shoot you. I just grazed you. But you it's still, still it's, a bit of a, it's a bit of a cut. <laughs> it's through the arm. It's not coming out the other side. I can tell you that. It's on the floor, is it not? Then it's worse. No, you don't see it. You just see it going into the arm, and his arm's on the floor. You don't see it go through. Yeah, but if it's going through, then you wouldn't see it, because it's hitting the floor. Yeah, but it's still sticking out the other side. You don't know how far through it's gone, is my point. Aye, aye, aye. Oh, jeez, Connor, you just want to defend everything. No, I'm just saying, here, you do not know that that knife is all the way through. There is no way of knowing. It just it looks it looks like a proper stab to me, alright? It felt like an well, old Batman thing to do. Him. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm just saying. It just—it felt like a wrong Batman thing to do. It, it stuck out to me. It took me out of it for a second, then I was back into it. I did like Batman telling everyone in the diner that no one's going to die today. Like a full-on hero. Like, no one, none of you are in trouble. Like, trust me. Then yeah, and, the then, situation. and then the other twist, that they're gunning for him now, too, because they got, they got Two-Face's message, too. Well, yeah, yeah. That's, that's later on, yeah, when we find yeah. out that he's put this message out, and then they all start coming after him as well, but... Um, but in, in the context of that scene on its own, I really like that heroic moment. Yeah. Of him oh, like, yeah, telling he's... everyone not to worry when they say they're going to start killing people. That was really cool. Yeah, yeah, he's actually acting like a hero, which is yeah. good to see Batman do. Yeah, it's nice. Um, he also manages to vanish in a cornfield with Two Face in front of everyone in broad daylight, like a complete. Badass. Hey, it's a cornfield. You can dip in there. Yeah. I could do that there. But the fact, yeah, oh, the fact right, that Batman we, not relying on the shadows, that's what's cool. We need to test this. We're going out to a cornfield, and Connor's going to try and, like, Batman away from me without me noticing, and we'll see if he can do it. Well, let me just dope up with some, like, hay fever medicine first. <laughs> you'll, you'll be sneezing and hiccuping, like, the entire way there, and I'll, I'll just know where he <laughs> is the entire time. I'll have, like, sonar, and I'll just know where Connor is. Uh, <laughs> not sonar, echolocation. Yeah, Pete. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, oh I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, all right, so that, that's the main story. But no, I, I really liked all the Two Face stuff. I really liked the plot. Uh, there are just a couple of things that felt just a little bit slightly off to me. Um, but hey, I, I, no, I, I enjoyed the book. But that said, I definitely like Detective more than this, and I probably like Tom King's Batman more than this too. Yep. I think mm. Snyder's getting stale with Batman. I would love to see him move on and do some other characters. You know, so like you can say that, but I also think this is the best Batman he's written probably since before Zero Year. Even do you think more so than Endgame? 
Okay, well, Endgame was at, like a sort of standout in that second half of that yeah. run. But Zero Year for me is when his like Batman run kind of fell apart. Mm. I don't know. I really like. I really like the way it was structured. It, it just felt fresh to read. I really enjoyed that. I, I think I'd enjoy this more than than King's Batman. Probably, probably not more than a Detective. At least not as like looking at Detective as a whole. Maybe versus some of the individual issues. Maybe oh, Connor. I'd have, to, I'd have to really think about it, Connor. I'd really have to think about it, but you know, it's not above detective as a whole. Nowhere near. Uh, it's better than the Batman Rebirth issue. I'll give it that. It's definitely better than yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Um, it didn't have it didn't have a shirtless Batman doing like chin ups on the edge of a building though. I'm not totally. I'm not totally against that. that, that uh, I'll stand by that. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think like that should be a thing. Like every month, at least one bad book has to have that. Mm. Uh, so that's the main story. We should probably do a quick bit of discussion on the backup story, which uh, focuses on Duke and his training. And was it the cursed wheel of training? This is the Batman calls it. Yeah. Uh, and it's all color coded for different styles and like the different like sidekicks he's had all sort of like Batgirls like falls more out of the purple and dick into the blue and I like I like that that was a nice little touch um there wasn't really much that actually happened in this backup though other than the explanation of this color wheel and they seem to be looking for Zaz because Zaz seems to have uh, at least that's his, that's his assumption right now it could be a twist later that someone else but uh has mutilated this woman um yeah, I thought it was fine. Oh, oh Zaz. I mean, there was one interesting thing in this bit where he talks about the... Uh, where he says, oh, even the villain. And uh, Duke's That's like, not, villain, yeah, right. thinks it's Jason. And he's like, no, someone else. Like, yeah, yeah, you're right. That oh. line was uh, very interesting because who the hell is he talking about? It's even the way that the ellipsis is after someone and not after else. Which in, in the dialogue bubble, which I thought was an interesting placement for that. Hmm. Do we have any ideas who he's talking about? Someone he trained no. who became a villain who isn't Jason Todd? No, which is... Because there's no such character, right? Because Stephanie, I mean, in this era, she's not trained by him. She was never Robin, right? She she's also never a villain, so... Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's the only other person, unless it's Damien, but he's just recently back. So the only other thing I can think of is if is this set ahead of a couple of arcs of what we're getting in Rebirth, and it's hinting at someone to go bad. Maybe. I'm, I'm not... <sighs> Which I kind of hope not, but... I don't know. I wish Harper got more focused than Duke. That's just me. Me too. I preferred Harper as well. But... I don't know. Duke's growing on me. Duke's fine, but I feel like he's put throwing like he seated Harper pretty well, and then kind of cast her into Eternal, uh, and then Duke. You know, Harper was much more likable to me. And the problem with Duke is that his entire sort of like origin, I think, was in like the the Robin War and the We Are Robin yeah. stuff. And I never read any of that, so he's really just a guy who's around for me right now. Yeah. Until he gets some sort of story like, which could well be in these backups. It could well be, um, but no. I, honestly, though, the whole thing with All Star Batman though is I'm, I am oddly kind of like I really liked it, but I didn't like it as much as the other two Batman books. 
and I'm looking at other people really freak out over it, and that includes Connor, <laughs> and I'm just kind of like, yeah, it's really good, but I'm not, you know, I'm not blown away. I stamp it. I just thought it was a really, it was such a, a fun read. Like it was an unusual structure for what we get in most comics, and it just felt different, and it stood out because of that. Yeah, the structure was good. I like the structure, but. Uh, I don't know. So, something. There was just occasionally there was just these little things that took me out of it or felt a little bit on Batman like in some mm, way. Fair enough. Um. So then we'll see how it goes. It was kind of like Zero Year. A lot of the Zero Year stuff felt really just out of place to me. Yeah. Um. I agree with that. As as much as you want, like Batman riding in on a was he on a horse at one point with. No, I was on a motorbike. Oh, sorry, I was on, on a motorbike. Batman hates horses. Remember. Snyder stuff. No, Snyder hates horses. <laughs> That's... Um, but you know, stuff like Batman on the motorbike with the, uh, like... The crossbow and crossbow stuff. Crossbow and the, the, the purple gloves and stuff. It was just like, eh. Like, I don't know. It's like, f- f- trying try to, like, be very on Batman to feel like you're doing something different, but without really making it feel like it's part of Batman's mythos or whatever. Um, yeah. This is definitely not, not in the same scale as that. It was just the odd little thing that took me out of it, I guess. But... Um, overall, no, no, I thought it was, I thought it was good. Anyway, um, let's move on to the other, next new book that we've got, and that is Superwoman issue one, which is uh, written and art by uh, Phil Jimenez, and uh, mm-hmm. this was a surprise, I think, to everyone, uh, because, no, I mean, obviously we all hoped it was good. You know, there's no way we're getting into yeah, a new comic thinking, oh, well, if, you know. Uh, speak, speak for yourself. No one's making you read Red Hood. <laughs> You're reading it on your own. Yeah, okay? we, all, we, we, we dropped that quite happily last issue, and then you <laughs> insisted that you were going to give it another issue one. Yeah. So, I know, I know. I, I will say this was the super book I was looking least forward to. Just because we knew next to nothing about it. I think I was looking forward to New Superman a little bit less. Okay. Well, I had no uh, experience with Phil Jimenez as a writer. I had only seen his art. So I knew the art was going to be fine. I didn't know how the story was going to go. At least New Superman had Yang. And I had enjoyed his Superman run. Yeah, so... Let's uh, let, let me break down why this was a surprise. All on just the quality being good, right? Which is great. So you know, first up, good good book. Art but, and story, both tops. But yeah. what what was surprising about this is the only thing they never really told us about Superwoman was that it was going to be New Fifty Two Lois Lane with powers that she somehow got after New Fifty Two Superman died. Yeah, and that was pretty much all we knew. And then, so I start reading the book. Oh, Lana's a supporting character. That's cool. It wasn't, even, it wasn't even like she was a supporting character. She was narrating. Well, no, she was, but supporting Which we've seen, though, in action, though. Like, yeah. we, there were issues that, even though they were centered on Superman... Well, sure, but it was she was the first narration of the book, which I thought was interesting. Right, well, just... Well, she is, someone... Let me get to my yeah. point, Connor. That, yeah. So, she's there, I'm like, oh, cool, Lana's a, a supporting character. Excellent, right? And then, halfway through the book, they pull the twist on is that she also has powers... And that there's two superwomen. I'm like, holy shit, yep. they kept that close to their chest. Do you know, do you know what's the, the worst part about it? She's on the freaking cover. With yeah, the but you, you can't tell it's her though, really, because she's got the, no. the whole the red No, I know. Well, see, like... I, didn't get that, I didn't get that cover. I got the... Oh, did you uh, get the Dodson one? I got the Dodson, yeah. Oh, that's which, a nice cover. Yeah, which became my phone background. So, you know, 
nice, nice look. So I didn't even know that. But I heard in the real quick, just be in our comic book group or you know whatever pop culture group in my old fuzz. There was a instant reaction in the thread for comics and spoiler talk uh, that something was going on in Superwoman, and multiple people messaged me saying that I need to read Superwoman first so it does not get spoiled. And so I read this, and I had heard about Lana, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. Nice surprise. Um, and her powers, pretty, pretty different than Lois's. Yeah. Like, Lois point. has the classic yeah, Lo- Superman powers. Lois has classic powers, and Lana has, like, uh, electric powers and, like, energy powers. And she can still fly. Yeah, we- but she's very have- 90s, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah, but the, it ties into her electrical engineering, right? Yeah. Which was set up with Pax in Action Comics. Yeah. You know, so that's cool, and she talks about that. But even better, she, that's the electric red Superman costume. Like, yeah, pretty much, yeah. You know, from Morrison's time at DC. in Which I 90s. hated Superman wearing, but as a new character with powers, sure. <laughs> like, it's cool, like... And this just, it reminds me, like, we have Action Comics, Superman fighting Doomsday. We have a new Superman in Hong Kong. Now we have Lana and Lois running around with powers. And it's almost like a coming of the Superman for 2016. Mm. You know? There's new Superman running around. And the Eradicator's here for some reason. Yeah, we've got John as well. Don't forget that. uh Uh-huh. And Superboy. So, it's just, it's crazy how well that they've worked this kind of out. Yeah, no, you know? it, like, the, they've really built up a line of super books, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, but that was only one of the two twists, because none of us yeah. knew that Lana was going to be in it and had powers. So Right, so I'm thinking that's the twist, and I'm reading the book going, oh, that's cool, but why is everybody losing their minds? Like, <laughs> Well, the reason why yeah. everyone's losing their minds is because at the end of the book, Lois dies. New 52 yeah. Lois gets killed. After this entire beautifully written through line of, of Lana talking about how she loses people. Yeah. And Lois assures her, I'll always be there for you. And then this, whatever creature, because the, the main story of this is Lex, in his infinite wisdom, creates one of those uh, helicarriers, basically. From uh, from Captain America two, the Winter Soldier. Pretty much, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't think it flies, but it's huge. And, no, yeah. but it's the whole purpose that it's it's made of this new alien metal that he's discovered, and it's top, you know, top defensive and on the Earth. Some creature attacks it, and that's where Lois and uh, Lana, you know, come in to to save the day. And whatever one of these creatures was, dressed as Ultra Women. Or not, not Ultraman, sorry, Superwoman. Superwoman. Yeah. It looks a lot as like in, Superwoman. As in Earth 3, Earth Crime Syndicate, 3. Superwoman, not or Superwoman. Just to this is getting confusing already, clear. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, which, who herself is a Lois Lane from Earth 3. Hmm, that's true. Right? Yeah. right? Um, and then how this, let's just call her Ultrawoman to not, you know. Yeah, because the reason why I said that is because she yeah. hangs out with Ultraman. That's why I... I slipped my tongue right. there, but yeah. so so this ultra woman like gets a hold of Lois and like takes her out in a very similar fashion to how New Fifty Two Superman. 
That's right. the thing. It looks even even her last dialogue. She, she says, "Clark, oh god, it all makes sense." It's well, like, yeah, this is this is exactly what I was going to get to. This is probably the biggest yeah. thing in the issue. Yeah. Uh, for me, is this final moment? She has this moment of realization before she dies, and if I'm going to ponder what that means, Clark, now I understand. Is that this? This all goes back to what Mister Oz said in the Rebirth special. He said to Clark, to you know, original Clark, mm-hmm. uh, you and your family aren't what you think you are, or something yeah. to that effect. And to me, this is that. This is the universe saying, no, no, New Fifty Two Superman and Superman are the same person. New Fifty Two Lois and original Lois are the same person. And this is the universe course correcting because they're not from an alternate universe, they're from an alternate timeline. And this is the universe, you know, rewriting itself to make sense, so it has to get rid of the doppelgangers. And But where the doppelgangers come from in the first place? And where are they going? Because it's the way like she says Clark question like like she could see him or he's there almost. Well, I don't think she's going anywhere per se. I think she's just ceasing to exist because she's really just the but, same person as other Lois. And and this is the thing too, is this book that most of us had very low expectations for, right? For being honest, has now become like a keystone in what is actually going on with Rebirth. Because it's not just the you know, this book didn't have a pop in by Mr. Oz, right? Like yeah. like Action does. Yeah, no, Action they, has that. Yeah, they didn't have that. Right. No. So this is all that setup of what's actually going on, and I thought it was great. And the whole Lana story, which I'm glad, you know, it upset me at first that that you know classic power, you know, Superwoman is gone after all this build up, and uh, we were thinking that it's going to be Lois this whole time, and they bait and switch Lana. But with the as far as Lana's come in the New Fifty Two, like she's such a Lana great. Un- character. Lana undoubtedly was yeah. the best part of Superman New Fifty Two, like easily. Mm-hmm. That's easily. And that's that's why I love this because it's cherry picking. Like they've taken literally the best thing and then gone, and we don't need the rest now that we're done with that. Yeah, but the other thing about the book is though is that even if they somehow like go back in this and New Fifty Two Lois comes back, I actually really liked the way they were written together. They had a good dynamic. They made me care about New Fifty Two Lois in this issue more than I ever yep. cared about her in the yeah. entire. Oh, of the totally. New 52. And, and, they remind you that the, she's like, well, this isn't the first time I had superpowers, which remind me of the bullshit Scott Liddell run with Brainiac and all that horse shit. <laughs> Sorry, our, our expletives is going up, but that run really upset me. Uh, but yeah, and just the, the little call-outs of Superwoman's costume looking like Lois's costume from All-Star Superman, where she gets powers for a day. Mm. And is um, the superwoman. Speaking of uh, call callbacks to things, there was a wonderful little reference to the movie in this. Uh, that's great, the original Superman movie from '78, uh, yep. when Lois uh, grabs a uh, a jet fighter that's got like you know pilots on board, and she's like, uh, "Don't worry, I've got you." And they say, "You've got us. Who's got you?" Which, mm-hmm. if you remember the movie, you'll remember that that line. It made but, me smile when I read that. Yeah, it made me smile yeah. too. It was a nice touch, uh, especially since someone's seen it to Lois. Yeah. Just adds an extra tinge of like irony to it. Yeah, it does. Which is a uh, really cool. Uh, no, I thought this was a really fun issue. The action was good when they were like dealing with all the planes and the the boat almost crash out the bridge and them doing their back to back thing to stop the oh, so cool. stop the boat hitting the bridge. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it really did a good job of making me care about New 52 Lois. It did a great job of bringing Lana back and reminding me why I liked her in New 52 in the first place. Yeah. Uh, gave me two big twists. One that was like, oh great, this is actually a Lana book. Excellent. Um, yeah. And then also gave me the, oh shit, they're killing Lois. So, because... Obviously, once they revealed there was two superwomen, I'm like, well, why is the book not called Superwoman then, rather than yeah, Superman? One, one of them is not going to end up so well. Yeah, but you know, but the Superwoman that we thought we were getting is actually the yeah. wrong one, and I'm not even remotely upset about See, it because I thought it was oh, a really no. good. I thought it was a really yeah. good switcheroo. Like they they played played us really well. Yep. Yeah. That's the thing Matt just said. Uh, he was a little bit disappointed that you don't get to see more of the the classic powers. Yeah. Uh, and that's great, but we got Supergirl for that. This is well, this yeah. is something completely That's, different, which is more Supergirl, interesting. Superman, Super right. There's tons of people. Well, yeah, I mean, just as like a yeah. a female wonder. Right. I'm just saying, as I'm reading it, because that's the goods that was sold was Lois Lane with Superman's powers, right? Mm-hmm. And so initially, I'm just like, oh well, but wait, she's got electric powers, so that makes her completely distinct. Yeah. And on on her own, so. And and if you're somehow pissed that they killed Lois, they didn't really. The real Lois is still oh. running around. She's there. She's on the farm. She's, you know, married to Superman. And we already know from the solicits that soon in action comics, she's going to be going back to the Daily Planet. We're going to have Lois yep. Lane be Lois Lane. Like, it's going to be good. It, it's it's all then, working out. So. There's a Clark Kent running around with no powers somehow. And so that. Well, that, that one's a bit weird, though. Be... We don't really know where that fits into we'll, all this. We'll get to That's that. what I'm saying. So that means if he's still working at the Daily Planet and old 52 Lois or original Lois goes to the Daily Planet, there you have a Lois and Clark. That leaves Clark to be stay-at-home dad with John and keep a low profile. So the, this is more interesting than Superman's been in years. So This was not hard, was it? No, it wasn't. And we're getting more with Supergirl next week. And that's going to, I think, be its own distinct thing because she's a national city, like on the TV show. So they're not all going to be crammed in Metropolis, you know, which I always thought you could do that in Gotham because they're not super powered for the most part. So it takes a little bit more. But when you have like six Superman level people all patrolling Metropolis, then they're kind of redundant. Yeah. So, you know. Superwoman issue one was great like it was really great like i i like put i put the ipad down after i read it i was like huh that was was just so much better than expected that was really fucking good like seriously come on like that was easily i easily the best surprise so far rebirth yep i think it might be my favorite of the initial books like the first the number ones Mm. because it wasn't a rebirth and i thought it was but um, it's a number one, but it still it still stands strong out the start. It sets up the story. And no, I, I'm intrigued. No, really great stuff. Uh, really, really like Superwoman issue one. So, um, oh, I'm just kind of upset. It's a monthly now. <laughs> yeah. They keep doing this. Every time there's a monthly one, you go, oh, it's all right. There's plenty of others. Then you read it and you go, damn it, I want it in two weeks. Yeah, but with the same person doing both the art and the writing, it makes sense that it has to at least be once a yeah. month. Yeah. So now, I'm wondering how many he's got in in the hopper, because I don't think it's that sustainable to do art and writing for you know let's say a year straight of twelve issues. Um, no, there's probably a guest at some point. I imagine. Yeah, I imagine. I imagine there'll be a guest at some point, um, and obviously 
he's not working on anything else. I mean, if he's doing art and writing in the same book, that's that's all he's going to be working yeah. on. So, um, yeah. but no, really, really good. So that's Superman issue one, and that'll take us on to the third and final new book of the week, and that is Deathstroke Rebirth issue one, written by Christopher Priest and art by Carlo Pugalium. Sure. <laughs> Pugalium. Pagulium. Pagulium. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. All right. Carlo. I'm just going to call him Carlo. There you uh, go. For future reference. Getting informal here. Yeah. Well, like, you know, if you've got a last name that I can't pronounce, then your first name is going to just have to do. Hey, you started nailing Geodon on Minico. To be fair, I've still been calling him Car- Carmine. Well, that's when, true. For shorthand when we're actually talking about the book. That's but, true. Uh, no, so De- Deathstroke Rebirth issue one. Uh, it says character... Rebirth. Oh, go ahead. It says it's a rebirth issue. Honestly, though, it feels like part one of a story. Yeah. <laughs> so that's first point. Uh, other than that, though, uh, I will say that Deathstroke is a character who I wasn't really interested in reading. Yep, a book I, about. He's great as a supporting guy that pops in. Yeah, as a villain, as, as you know, as yeah. the Deathstroke, well, the Terminator who comes in and like fights. Yeah, he you know. he can be Deathstroke, the Terminator, right, and just be this villain, or he can be an antihero that teams up with whatever because it's part of the job. Kind of like in, in Percy's Green Arrow, he shows up at the end before new or before Rebirth. So, uh, but, and then we had the whole Shadow, Deathstroke, that kind of oh, tainted because of Arrow, which wasn't completely terrible, judging from we know where the show went, but totally over the top, you know? Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Was not looking forward to this in the slightest. Nor me. Uh, I was. In, I, I was looking forward to a bit more because I enjoyed the the Higgins stuff with Deathstroke. Yeah. And I thought, well, I I know it can be good and enjoyable. So. AKA Deathstroke with a big ass sword. Hey, Deathstroke. I'm cool with big ass swords. Yeah. So but, with with all those pre. Yeah. Pre, you know. These pre thoughts and these preconceptions out of the way, of the character and whether or not we even want a book about Deathstroke. Where did we end up in terms of liking it, Matt? I liked it a whole lot. I I dare say I liked it more than All Star, Batman. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which shocked me, because I read this over dinner, thinking I'm just like, like I gotta read it for the podcast. Uh, I could be reading a million other things right now, because my because of the podcast, my other books have fallen. To the wayside, but since I have a time. You could also be reading Red Hood, so, you know. <laughs> or I could quit. <laughs> hey, um, we'll get there. Yeah. Just So, anyways, uh, as I'm reading this, as I'm eating dinner, I, I stop eating dinner at a certain point because I got so engrossed in the story. I have a question. Did it help yeah. that you opened it up and it said the bear? Yeah, but I kind of... He's done his death stroke, so... I don't imagine good things happening to the bear. <laughs> yeah, wasn't wasn't as terrible as what Josh Williamson did to me in an issue of Birthright. So where he has this character tame a bear and then kill the bear. And that was just heartbreaking. Right? Jeez. Yeah. So um but yeah, so here and I was like, well, where's the bear? And then it started to take on double meaning, like Deathstroke as a dad. Which you don't get to see that a lot. Like that's why he, he became a character. Is Grant in Teen Titans and the whole, his I forget what the arc where he's brought in, 
but it's before the Judas contract because that's the culmination of that story. But uh, he's brought in to fulfill Grant Wilson, uh, what's his name, the Ravager. Yeah. His contract on the Titans, and that's the whole reason he gets involved is because of his son. And then over time, he's just become this badass mercenary that can go toe to toe with Batman. You forget though that he had two kids, and you know. It's one of those things where you he's always intrinsically tied to the kids, but you never yeah. see him being a dad. Exactly. And here you do, and he's like a dick, uh, which you kind of think, well, yeah, he's a mercenary. Like he kind of, of course he's a dick, yeah. Of course he is. But seeing how it all plays out and then how the through line goes with the story with the, the red line, which I'm not going to try to say it in whatever language. It's like J- Jakari or whatever the character's name is. Um, and Clock King makes an appearance through there. Oh yeah, we should sum up what the the book's actually about. Yeah, so so Destro shows up. So it gets set up with a flashback of him taking his son's camping, and uh, him going into Africa to take out a target. And it gets a little murky because the president of this rogue African nation, which I think he's the president, right? They or the leader, whatever he is. He's offered the target protection, but also doesn't want him there. So he's doing like this whole thing on the sly. It's like the bare minimum he can give him without yeah. like going over his mandate. Right. So yeah, so like he's like, yeah, he's under my protection, but that doesn't mean I can't tell you where he is. So yeah. he, he allows Deathstroke to go in, and then you find out that it's Clock King. Clock King offers him a basically a deal. That if he can flip, he'll he'll help him. Because from what I got, Deathstroke was being not blackmailed, but they had somebody close to him, and they were extorting Deathstroke services. Yeah, that's old dude who he finds at the end. Yeah, which uh, Wintergreen, which if you know your Teen Titans and Deathstroke, that's his you know his Alfred basically. And then when we're introduced to Teen Titans when Johns first took it over, back in the early two thousands. Wintergreen is a head on a wall that Deathstroke had taken out. So if you haven't read that, go take it out, because I don't want to spoil what had happened. So this completely relaunches all of that. And it was a nice, like, I don't want to say it was an espionage, but it felt that way, because he's double-dealing, Deathstroke is, and goes in and ends with him saving Wintergreen, who's watching all this unfold. Yeah, I really liked it. I really liked the, the whole political shadiness of it, like you're saying. Like he's, he's kind of always just towing the line in it, like not quite hedging either way. Yep. I found that really just, it's fascinating when characters like that for me. Yep. I, I thought it was well written. I thought, mm-hmm. I thought the way it was structured was very good, the way it cut between the different things and the way each like section had a title. Like I thought it was very, like, very well put together. You know, it had a very good uh, yeah. uh, sort of artistic approach to it, if you will. Yeah. Um I still don't know if I care. <laughs> because like as I was reading that, I'm like, I don't really care about Destro, I don't care about Slade. Like But maybe after a few issues you will. Maybe, but I don't know, like the opening of the thing has him being as you say, I could be a complete dick to his kids, like Well and the kids are complete dicks back, which I love because you know if they're gonna play with that timeline, we know Joey becomes Jericho after his throat gets slit and he can't talk and his whole power is he can jump into bodies when you make eye contact and we know Grant becomes a mercenary himself as the Ravager it's one of those things where 
if you've got a dad like him, like a dick, of course the kids are going to be dicks back. Right. It, it makes sense. Well, when Grant tells him, you only come in and screw mom and then, you know, act like a dad to us, then you're back out on the road. Like, you're barely a dad. Yeah. So, I think the family dynamics going to be there because I think we're going to get more of this um, throughout, uh, you know, his kids. Because he seems to do, like, despite being a killer, Deathstroke seems to have a thing of honor, which yeah, he makes sense. Because, you know, when they created the character of Mark Wolfman, well, it's when he, in there. when he comes out and he, he says to the guys who are driving the truck, give me all the yeah. money in your pockets, like, you've just hired yeah. me. You know. Yeah, this is a contract. Yeah. yeah. So, no, I really ended up liking it, having no expectations for it, being a, I have to read this because it's the Rebirth issue, you know, and we're going to cover it on the podcast. I am so glad I did because this gets added to my poll for at least the first arc. We'll see where it goes from there. Yeah, you, you give it a fair shot now. Yep. Hmm. I'll read issue one and see how I feel after that. Yeah. Right now, to be but, honest, I'm not in a great deal of caring about it. Which I get. I, you're not a person I've heard ever clamor over someone like um, Deathstroke. Well, so. you, you know I'm not a big espionage guy. Yeah, that's, uh, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. And I'm also not someone who typically likes the idea of following a villain. And you clearly don't care about cool action scenes with swords. Yeah. <laughs> they they can be good, but you know. I mean, I just, there, was, there was a cool one in this, and I'm sure we'll get cool in many of the other issues. Well, I just this is the first time I've read a Deathstroke book because every every other time I've read him, he's a supporting character where he actually has a character outside of Unstoppable Killer. So uh, maybe if the Higgins run because you're not the first person that said the Higgins run's really good. It's so, not that long. Uh, yeah. Well, so he only was on it for like eight issues. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. I think it's only one. Yeah, and then they gave it to Tony Daniel. So, but also in Flashpoint, he was a pirate, which was cool with the eye patch, and he was one of Aquaman's enemies as Emperor Aquaman. So that was strange and a fun read, but but yeah, definitely not the because you know Deadpool is based off a joke for Deathstroke. Yeah, I'm glad they didn't go that route and try to make him a Deadpool because Harley's already taking care of that. Uh, in DC, so but yeah, no, Deathstroke definitely. I recommend it too if anybody's mildly interested in the character. Unlike Pete, which I don't begrudge him, because you know, yeah, he's just a dick, honey. <laughs> All right, that's Deathstroke Rebirth. That'll take us on to Detective Comics nine three eight, which of course is written by James Tenney in the fourth and art by Alvaro Martinez. Uh, another solid issue, of Detective. I thought. So what good. a shock! Yeah. Uh, so the last issue ended with the team busting into the base of what they called the colony. 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 Yeah, and the yeah, it's basically a big fight issue to be honest with yeah. <laughs> uh, them fighting through people. Tim has a cool fight scene or hacking scene with uh, uh, Ulysses, and uh, Stephanie comes and saves him. I thought that was fun. Cass gets to be a badass again because they say, "Oh, we're sending the muscle," and then you just hear the elevator like ding, and like Cass steps out, and, and like, the guys show up, and they're like, "Oh, they just sent her," and then you can, and she, you can just see a smile, guy. Well, yeah. she says something. I forget what the word was, but you turn the page, and they're all on the floor, and she says, "Like, yep." 
Yeah, she says yes. Like yes, literally that's what it is. the only word she said in this entire comic so far. She said no a couple of issues ago, and in this issue she said yes. Like that—that that is all she said so far. So that's that's pretty good. cool. And, and even uh, Clayface is having some great moments as he's, you know, uh, it's when he apologizes he... to Batman and says sorry. Yeah, because he says Sir. it's a great uh, catharsis. It was he's like beating up all these dudes. And he's like uh, all these Batman. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, sir. <laughs> Nah, those, those, yeah. those good fun. Like, there's, there's a lot of great little character moments in tech, and I feel like uh, it's been very consistent. Yep. You know, uh, this issue they were playing up with the whole uh, backstory with uh, Kate and her father. I love that opening. Yeah, we had that flashback scene. It was really nice. They also they delve a little bit more into this uh, uh, the uh, League of Shadows, which we talked about last time. And how it's this myth, and how it's this like greater like subsection that Razal Ghul likes to uh, bring out. But Batman actually says in this one that it is a myth, and he thinks that the colony are actually chasing a myth because the colony's existence is because they believe there's sleeper cells of the uh, League of Shadows about this country. And he's convinced they're just targeting innocents. Yeah, here's my take on this. I think, I mean, I think what Batman's saying is true. And I think, there, well, because obviously the book ends with a cliffhanger of it's like, oh, well, there's going to be all these civilian casualties if we do this. Doesn't matter, just launch it. Like, you know, that's like uh, Kane's attitude. But I do think that all this setup means that if it's not this arc, maybe it's an arc like two or three arcs from now, but somewhere mm-hmm. in this run from Tinian, we're going to find out the shadows do exist. And it's it's There's almost too much for them not to, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, like, we're going to get this big reveal that, oh, shit, the League of Shadows really does exist and they are a much worse version of the assassins. Well, it wouldn't surprise me if they're the ones pulling the strings of of Kane. Yeah, imagine if they're behind it and it's all like mm-hmm. Assassin League of Assassins targets. Yeah. Mm. Yep. I feel because, there's definitely more going on. Well, yeah, because when we when the, in that first scene where he's in the meeting with who we don't know, right? We don't get the other his viewpoint. Uh, there's a theme that says Court of Owls and League of Assassins, right? Is that what the dossier says? Uh, uh, the folders. I love how he just brings up something that's just to confirm it when none of us are prepared. Yeah, it's League of Shadows is the folder, okay. and then inside is something sticking out that says Court of Owls. Okay. Yeah. So I'm. That's where I'm guessing, because if the Court of Owls has their excuse the pun talents, in everything why wouldn't they be in the government and why wouldn't they want to make their own batman i mean it's easier to train people than it is to create talents so this could have been a great backup plan or or they're the target who knows but i definitely like where it's going and uh, more kate is always great for me so the fact now that her arch villains her dad should make for some great storytelling no it's, uh, it's great i mean I, I didn't really have much to say about it this week other than that i really liked it it was a lot of fun good I, character moments teasing of these league of shadows uh cliffhire uh, showing that uh you know general kane's just a complete dick yeah or colonel kane what was his rank i don't um, remember i'm not Asshole. sure <laughs> what is it with military dads being complete dicks yeah i don't know uh, but uh before we move on just the whole thing with uh tinian and getting the characters because he spent time writing, you know, Gotham stuff a lot. So the whole Tim talking down to everybody, I love. Because he's not doing it to be a dick. That's just who he is. And, like, when he tells um, uh, Stephanie 
that, you know, or, you know, you could have set off all the weapons. She's like, yeah, but I didn't. He's like, yeah, we, you still could have, you know. He's just, he's used to being the smartest guy around. Yeah, and he's exactly. And he's not, he's not liking this more equal footing. Exactly. And I just, I love the interactions between all that. Yeah. So. Last thing I love as well is how it ends with a, uh... Like the entire team like disappearing after a smoke yeah. pellet. I they, love that shot. Yeah, it's just the uh, the panel of just the smoking. You see the, oh. the silhouettes inside it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the, the entire good. team is really cool. Yeah, Tech is easily the best Batman book in uh, in five issues. I would say I've read in like the last five six years. I'm putting it over most of Snyder stuff too, just because mm. it's strong strong out the gate. Uh, I think the first half fun. of Snyder stuff is probably above this for me. But yeah, but yeah, and it could all go. Hopefully not, but it could all go downhill very fast. For all we know, it could or it could get better. But I just I remember reading Snyder stuff as it was coming out, going, "Well, yeah, this is really good." But it wasn't until I had the perspective when stuff had come to a head where I was like, "Oh yeah, this is awesome." So, and I get that right now with this is that the shipping schedule. You know, we're already through the first arc, right? Hmm. Five oh, issues. Got another issue or two. Yeah, another couple. Okay. Because I figured five was about right. I think it's. I think DC is six to eight usually. Okay. Well, I think it varies, well, but I don't think this was the last. The it's rare you get a five one though from DC, yeah. isn't it? Well, with their new schedule, who who's to say why not? No, that's and, true. No, I think the next arc. If I remember from the solicits, I think there's another one of us, and then. Okay. I, I could be wrong. Like I'd have to go back well, and check solicits, but well, the information is well, no, anyways, it left off with Ulysses and Kane using yeah. those evil drones with guns on them now. Yeah, I think this is the setup for the final like, one or two issues where the big fight's going to go down with them trying to set all this stuff off. You know, I'm enjoying Ulysses a lot. Like, the way he's just like, yeah, you know that thing you told me not to do? Yeah, well, I had yeah. some fun. Yeah. He's a great villain because he's, he's lawful evil. If we're looking at the, yeah. the scale... You know, is he's a bad guy, but he follows his own rules because he wants to be like Batman so bad. Hmm. You know, but I, he reminds me of there was a character called the General in Chuck Dixon's Robin. I don't know if you guys read that. Whose uh, name was Ulysses? Yeah, and he was like basically anytime there's a major war, he was kind of born to fight in that war, and he befriended Robin and becomes an enemy at one point because he sees that Robin's only in his way. So, but. But yeah, so some similarities with this one. I think the names are different, but you know, all it's right. Great. Let's uh, wrap up tech then. Uh, yeah. Move over to Action Comics nine six one, written by Dan Jurgens, art by Stephen Segovia. So, um, I think Action, while being very consistent, keeps getting slightly better. I would agree. I think yeah. this issue, probably more than any other one, like seemed to like add the most to the plot. Where it, everything seems like it's actually like going into a new phase of the story, because yeah. we have Mister Oz stepping out of the shadows and saying it's time, and we see his like army or dudes or whatever like step out of the portal and actually get a hold of Doomsday. They have like these big laser things and they all like grab a hold yeah. of them, and that's how the issue ends. Yeah, and it's we're getting away from the carnage of Metropolis because you know Superman and Wonder Woman are fighting. Doomsday in the out in the rural part of wherever Metropolis is now. Yeah, so um, out in the out in the fields and the, the forest. Yeah. Wherever they are. yeah. And so, and there's some great character stuff with Lois and Clark. Yeah, yeah. they have done nice uh, sweet goodbye. I mean, he's like telling her to 
taking my you way know, I think it. my favourite stuff was probably the character stuff with Lex back in Metropolis, where he's yeah. really pissed that Superman and Wonder Woman just Took left off. the city. Yeah, he, yeah. He, instead of seeing them as saving the city and taking the threat elsewhere, he's pissed that they didn't do more to help it, while they were there. It's, it's yeah. worth mentioning, though, that Superman and his narration does say, oh, right, I've got him away from the city, right, there's no one to hurt out here. I'm like, huh, but well, funny if uh, Zack Snyder took a few pointers from this uh, issue. <laughs> well, yeah. But well, it, it's a really great duality of them, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the Lex stuff at the start, there was a nice little tease for Superwoman, which was really cool, because I read this before Superwoman, so it was really nice oh, to get a little tease nice. for Superwoman, and then be like, oh, I'm reading that, like, next. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Because so, I had seen, because I had read Superwoman first, and it said, you know, Want to know more? Action comics, whatever the numbers are. Yeah. And, and then it's like, what, two panels? Yeah. But yeah. still, I mean, it's yeah. cool that they're, they're talking. Like, there's an editorial yeah. team that's actually... Cor- yeah, I'm trying to think of the word. Not corroborating, but there's... No, it's the, it's the, everything feels like it's yeah. in sync with each other. Because even the yeah. Superwoman issue mentions that Superwoman first appeared during the yep. Battle of Doomsday that just finished. And yeah. obviously we... D- like the characters know how that ended because it's like set after it, but you know we're still reading it and no, it's, it's all cohesive. Yeah, it felt cohesive. Well, that's the word I was looking for. Thought it might be. Yeah, but and then on on top of that, Lex talking down to Clark, him going, "Well, clearly that broken arm and not helping me do anything. You're definitely not Superman." Hmm. So I thought that was great. And yeah, and Mister Oz being like, "Oh yeah, there's a Superwoman now, and there's like Superman, and there's Lex, and like all these like there's more players to the board than." we had before yep. and well and that's what made me think of reign of the superman because you have like a brash young jerk like character like the metropolis kid was in in kenji or keenan Khan, kong and then you got lex is kind of like an inverted uh john henry irons right running around in a suit with superman s on it so yeah, yeah no, you know there's, there's similarities there there's there's like, parallels Jurgen, to draw. yeah and jurgen's working on that so it's just it's cool that that story was possible because they had, you know, so much Superman to work with. It wasn't just a singular vision that's been going on. And yeah, no, uh, fun action, uh, good stuff with Lois and Wonder Woman. Uh, Wonder Woman jumping in to like save John. Uh, John yep. blasting Doomsday with his heat vision. That was yep. a pretty cool moment. Yeah, that kid just doesn't care. I love him. Yeah, he's just, yeah. Uh, oh, wait, my dad's in trouble? Oh, right, heat vision time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, and it's, it's how I feel how people feel about Damien, because he's such a little prick that you got to love him. I feel the opposite with John, where he wants to do so much, and he forgets he's just a kid, you yeah. know? So, whereas Damien, you know, he can't wait to tell you how he's not a kid. You know, uh, John just does things because he's a kid, and yeah. he's not thinking of the, the future. So, God damn it! I want to see that team up already. Yeah, well, right? it's coming next year, twenty seventeen now. So it's too fucking long. But uh, no, so another strong issue of action. If you've been enjoying it, uh, and it seems like the plot's really starting to like shift and change into whatever the next phase is, because yep. Mister Oz is playing his cards. Yeah, it feels like we're coming to the end of this doomsday yep. now. I yeah. definitely feel that he's not a villain per se, Mister Oz. He feels very much like the Monitor in Before Crisis, where it's like he was setting up stuff to see where the heroes were and he looked like a villain but he ended up being the main you know yeah, it feels a little more like he's testing and chat like pushing superman rather than because yeah. obviously he steps in if he thinks things are getting too far with doomsday here exactly he doesn't let anything quite happen exactly so yeah so yeah that's action comics 
That'll take us on to Wonder Woman issue 4 by Greg Rucker and art by Nicholas Scott. So this is the second part of the year one story, because uh, it's alternating between the two stories. Uh, and I, I thought this was better than the first part of the, the year one story. Yeah. I'm still enjoying the present day stuff more, but I thought mm-hmm. it was solid. Well, they're both solid. I can't, I can't pick which one I like more, because they're feeling like... I feel at the end of this, they're both going to inform the other. Because here we learn that... I get that, once, I get that. I, yeah, I think, once you leave the mascara, you can't go back. I think for me, there's just more intrigue in the present day stuff. Whereas this one, yeah. it's, like, it's just like, you know, it's like, I've seen these beats before, it's playing out, and I it's good, that. you know. I think the story as a whole, I pref- I'm enjoying the present day more. But this mm-hmm. issue, I feel, was the best one yet, as a single issue. Maybe. Well, yeah. I liked this. This went over her origin with stuff that we know, but also stuff that we don't. I liked the build up to her like, doing the pose to block the uh, the bullet because they're using the, the gun that they found oh, on the wreck. Nice. And they Flippin all two get shot, which by the way made me laugh. Yeah. Can I just say that I was cracking up when these well, two women get shot? Well, because we're we're Steve Trevor in this, knowing we know what that does, and you've never seen them before. What are you yeah. doing? Well, that's, well, that's and, the point. He's standing there, being like, "What are you doing? You're crazy." But geez, well, they're trying to stop them, and they're like, "Stand back, man! You have no place here." I also like that the the Amazons aren't outwardly hostile towards him, mm, like I we've like seen other. And as much as I love the Azarello run, I almost feel that could almost be like an Elseworlds style story, because they're doing. Rucka's already setting it apart from that, where even they're talking the, about Ares is even, being released. Yeah, but even at the time when Azarello started his run, it kind of felt mm-hmm. like. This it was divorced different. from everything else, wasn't and it? Was, it was, yeah. Oh, yeah, it was also div- it was divorced from Wonder- everything else that was Wonder Woman, but it was also divorced from the rest of the New 52. It didn't even yeah. feel like it fit with the rest of what was going on. Well, no, and that reminds me, because in Justice League, that Johns wrote, when we first meet Wonder Woman with Steve Trevor as her, like, uh, uh, what's the, I don't want to say escort, because then that sounds saucy, but um, her handler, and she's having, like, ice cream for the first time. That feels like this Wonder Woman you know, all these yeah. years later versus what Azarallo was doing, which is cool. And it, I love that story a whole lot and for what it does. But here, you know, Ares is again, like a villain here because they're worried about him getting out wherever he was And Hippolyta and her like council of Amazons are talking about how the gods don't really re- interact with them. And like, this is a sign from the gods that they need to send someone out there you know, to, to make contact with man's world. So, you know, I like how different it is, but it also is familiar at the same time. Yeah. Um, I've had any complaints. I just kind of wish they'd set up that they can make a plane invisible a little bit more. Just, you know, it'd have been nice to get a little bit of... Trevor, what are you doing with my plane and why is it invisible now? <laughs> uh, like, that was funny, and we know that she yeah. gets an invisible plane. I just wish there was just a little bit more... Just a bit... Yeah, uh, but- does it matter? I, no, but here's the thing. By the time the next issue comes out, we need to find out why exactly she had an It does matter. Plane. I'll tell you why it matters, Connor. It matters to me, at least. Because I don't like when stuff doesn't happen without rules. It's the same way I, reason why I don't like magic. And right. I feel like Wonder Woman's stuff all does kind of have like sources and rules. It all also comes from here. The, uh, the this gauntlets is, come from this here. This is a thing where the, where the villain is a Greek god. Yeah, but still... Yeah, like, but they're, they're doing it to something that's man-made. They're doing it to one of our planes. So right. I just... I want but, a lot all right, of... here's something. There's a plant on the island that they can crush down and they rub a paste on things and it makes shit invisible. How's yeah, that for that's, you? 
that that's C level canon. That's that's Connor level canon. That ain't that ain't well, right. Right. It's, so it's not what I was taking C stand for. First level canon. <laughs> uh, but no, I get what Pete's saying too because I do. It always was so weird. Why does Wonder Woman have an invisible jet? Like, yes, it was cool on Super Friends, but like, especially why since didn't they do it? They didn't even introduce the purple ray. Because they've clearly established. Did they? They've clearly established that she can fly, right? And yeah. in this universe, in this version of the character, so I get the chance to take Steve back and maybe flying him the entire way is maybe you know. I think it's more. Why just make so it invisible? His plane back, and that he can't. I don't know. Maybe it's so that they don't see where it comes from. But Connor, look at it this way: if you're someone who's never read Wonder Woman before ever, and you know almost nothing about the character, and you pick up. Maybe not just now, but when this is a trade, right? And it's Wonder sure. Woman year one, right? And this new person comes to read this, and they get to this. Oh, they've made his, he's playing invisible. What, what are they thinking at this point? It's just a little bit of a gag, isn't it? <laughs> it's played as a gag, so... Well, yeah, I, I know, but I just... I would like to... I've had a little bit more. That, it's a minor complaint. I really like this show, otherwise I just... Yeah. I, I, I would like if all the elements of like what she uses and the plane are just a little bit more explained. I get that, but I feel like when it's a gag, it doesn't matter as much. The, the, the stuff that she's using is different, but I feel like we'll get that in subsequent issues anyway. Maybe. Alright. But hey. Are we going to talk about Invisible Planes? Because... <laughs> uh, I, I, want, I want them to talk about Invisible Planes. I want, I want just a bit of an explanation. Yeah. Well, I'm sure we will. I'm sure when they're on the plane, they'll have stuff to talk about. I hope so. I hope so. Um Anyways. But yeah, that's Wonder Woman issue 4, really good stuff. Uh, that takes us on to The Flash, issue 4, uh, written by Joshua Williamson, and are not by uh, Carmine, no. it's uh, Neil it's Gage, who's in this yep. one, or who did the art for this one. Stands He's out so he probably much. Is in it. He probably re- I think most artists draw themselves into like one of the extras, just every so often. Oh, just all the, the casual yeah. passerbys that are on the, yeah. on the pages, yeah. yeah. No, you're probably just, right. Just sort of there. Um, so the first thing I probably should talk about is the art then, since this is the first one that's not been uh, Carmine Di Gia Domenico. 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 Close yeah. so uh, close. I was in the ballpark. Um, I didn't like the art as much. No, it's very cartoony. No. And it, for me, it takes weight away from what's going on in the story, where you have someone running around and sucking speed force out of people. Um, is someone playing with someone, something? That would be me. Yes, yeah, I did it. not. I did not know that they was picking it up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was like, yeah. I'm like, what the oh, hell? This is my. This is my flash drive. It's got yeah. a sliding thing. But anyways. so apologies to the audio listeners, yep. especially since they can't see anything. They're just wondering what the hell that yeah. noise is. It's all Matt's fault. Anyways, yeah. yeah anyways, um, yeah. The art definitely, I don't think, is up to par. It's not terrible, but it's not. It's still decent art and enjoyable. Yeah. And there's no obvious faults. Yeah, I don't think it's bad, but I do. there's a couple of issues I have with it. I didn't like... I thought the Flash's head was constantly looking kind of weird to me. Really a bobble it's head. not his head, it's his eyes and his mouth that look a bit off to me. Well, so I, meant all of it. I meant his face and his... I meant the whole oh, right, head. Okay. The rest of the head is fine. It's just, it's just, he never seems to have any lips. I, know, I, I think the top of the head looks like a bit too like big and round at times, like Bobbles. compared to the, the rest well, of it. Well, clearly he hasn't had a haircut in a while. Oh, jeez, Connor. Maybe Speed Force, his hair grows really quick. He's supposed to cut every day and he doesn't. Anyways. I feel like, this, uh, is I more, feel like this is more C-level I feel like a lot right of this show now is me and Matt like contributing like legit, minor, but legit little criticisms and then Connor just pulls some stupid thing out of his ass to try and explain it. 
But no, 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 seriously, I didn't notice the the head issue that you have. Yeah, it was it was definitely different. Um, Carmay needs to come back and give us some proper head. Yeah, because I mean, that, this is our fault because we talked about like, that's not going to go unnoticed. <laughs> uh, <she just> said. <laughs> um, but this, we brought this on ourselves saying that he hasn't missed an issue yet and he's a machine come to find out issue four he's not on well, it, it but he does the cover four he did just do four in a row so I can't really complain yeah. that he's finally yeah. taken I can't time either off. he did rebirth he did through f- four issues in what two months well I say take yeah. time off well, let's be honest he's working on whatever the next issue is he, he just couldn't keep up yeah. to do two months but you know what I mean like of so. course I don't blame him right okay I miss him I can't wait till he's back. Uh, and in the meantime, this was fine. It just wasn't as like amazing. Like then, it was like Carmine was such a good fit for the character. It was like, oh man, this is just popping. It's just exactly what the Flash should be having. This is. I really like the colors in this though a little bit more. Yeah, the colors pop. Yeah. Hmm. So especially that, like... the Speed Force storm, like well, Barry running around, everyone running around at the end. That said, there is one inconsistency. Which um, is. The yellow lines in the flashy suit, for the first like three or four pages, they're there. After mm-hmm. that, they are still kind of there, but they're not yellow, and it's more just like seams in the suit. Okay. But they're yellow for the first like three or four pages. It's not like they're just yellow when he's using speed. Like um, In some pages, they seem right. to be gone entirely. Yeah, it was, it was an inconsistency that I just sort of noticed as I was yeah. going through it. And don't get me wrong, I don't like the yellow lines, so I'm kind of glad they disappeared, but it's really weird for them to just do it mid-issue. I don't know, the yellow lines, they look fine to me in motion, like, now, I'm just used to them. Are you not used to them by now? Like, they're just, they're just there. Nah, it's looking kind of annoying. I think, I think, in the Carmine's art, they're fine, because they sort of come off of them, and it looks just more like yellow lightning around them, but I've never really been into them, and... Which is why I noticed, because I noticed they were there and looking like they usually do, and I'm like, oh, you know, and then they went away, and I'm like, oh, they're away. Why See, I definitely away? don't have that reaction anymore. They're just, they're just there. They don't annoy me. They're not, they're not a positive, but they're not a negative anymore either. Anyway, the the plot of this issue is uh, Flash goes with Mina to investigate some uh, some ex scientist from Star Labs who was trying to make a Speed Force weapon, and they think he's maybe Godspeed. You know that's yeah. He's he's the guy running a black hole from the first couple issues. Yeah, and they go there. Uh, he uses this weapon that's weaponized speed force to like basically turn himself into pure speed force or some shit like that, and he like turns it into this big speed force like monster cloudy yeah. thing. Yeah. I, I don't even know what you call it. It's like a tornado thing, yeah. but yeah. out of speed force. And then August shows up with a couple of the kids. Uh, yeah. One of the one that we met from the last issue. I can't remember her name. Avery. Avery. There you go. And, and uh, some kid and named Scott. Kid. Yeah. yeah, I only remember Scott because he, he went, "Oh, the Flash was my name." That's why I remember yeah. his name, Scott. Yep. And they all sort of worked together to bring him down, and that's basically the issue. Outside of the ending, which we'll get yep. to in a second, uh, that's basically the, the entire gist of the issue. Yep. And Flash talking about having partners and dealing with everything that's going on, and he likes being a teacher, teaching them mm. all these new people how to use speed force. We also find out though that the more people get together. They um, link up. They link yeah. up the speed force, like they get on the same vibrational thing, and you can steal. Like one person can take the speed force from the other. Like, you can already see where this is going. Yeah, yeah and, God, this... and God speeds. Uh, that's how he's faster than a lot of people because he's. That's why he's killing people. He's taking their speed force from them. Right. Yeah. Um, you, you can see the ending though, can't you? From that. 
Yeah. Well, that's how people are gonna get drained of their powers. And yeah. They all go back yeah, to and they're all gonna sacrifice him back to give him to Flash so he can beat Godspeed. Either either he's gonna sacrifice him, or after he beats Godspeed, Barry realizing that it's too dangerous to have everyone with powers is going to just make the choice to go around and take their speed. Because he he points out like Godspeed killed them because he forcefully took it from them. Mm. Where here you just have to like outrace the other person. So yeah. there's a way to to do it with that's not fatal. So of course it's the back door. Yeah. To deal with this I problem, mean, he, he, might, he, he might let Mina keep her speed because she's obviously been a good uh, ally in August. But <laughs> yeah. at the same time, though, I can also see Mina getting killed by the end of the arc, if I'm honest. Killed or she has villainous intentions? There's something not right. Oh, you think she might talk about Godspeed? Maybe. Oh, mm. that's so, well, one of the things that's brought up at the start of this issue from Barry is that any of the speedsters could be Godspeed. Exactly. That's true. But it, it could be August, too. It could be. You know, I don't think That's it's angry. August is but... the one who brought his atten- like brought Godspeed to his attention. He's the first one mm. to have seen anything he's, about him. He's driven by vengeance for his brother. Yeah. So yeah, it could like, be. It could be. Uh... But Williamson's doing a good job. It like it's not obvious who exactly it is. But when we find out, we're gonna be like, oh yeah, well, it was there from the start. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, this is an eight issue arc, so we've still got quite a few. Uh... We've got, oh, yeah. four. We're so, halfway there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the ending, uh, Barry decides that he wants to reveal his identity to Mina because he doesn't want to hide that from her. Because this is only going to end well, isn't it? Oh, it yeah. always does, doesn't it? Uh, and... I've watched enough of the Flash TV show to know this is a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. And this is, uh, of course, after the kiss as well. Or she kisses him earlier on in the issue. Which I always kind of like that casual kiss because you need to calm down. Like, that doesn't work in the real world whatsoever. I've, I've tried it multiple like, times, but it doesn't work. Yeah, that's <laughs> so. That's how he gets restraining orders. Yeah, it's restraining order bait. That's all it is. Yeah, so you know, but I, I like when they do that in comics. Is that such a comic trope? Yeah, it's always you know, funny. Two... Though. See, see if you like the characters and you like the chemistry, yeah. it always it, it works and it's a good little yeah. moment. And well, I mean, and they're flirty. It's not yeah. like a sexual well, assault's happening. Like they're they're stealing yeah, back and forth throughout the whole. Time. Yeah, because earlier on she has that cool moment when she, she points out, "Wait, are you flirting right now?" Like, yeah. you know, it's, yeah, and it's, he it's does fun. the goofy Barry Allen, da 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 da. No, and all I all I could think was, "Hey, wait a minute, Jessica is clearly got a thing for you, Barry. It, Maybe you should be." He, he's learning down. from uh, from Highball Hal Jordan. <laughs> like, <laughs> keep him, you know, just as long as they don't find out about each other, I guess he's fine. Yeah, I I do think Mina's a goner, but then the dark though, yeah. if I'm honest. So in one way or another, definitely she she's got red shirt written all over. Hmm. Oh well. Just uh, before I was flicking through, I did remember my other art issue. Oh, go on. Mm-hmm. Wally West looks really young. Yeah, he yeah. looks really different, doesn't he? Like he looks like a kid. Yeah, he went from like sixteen to twelve. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I like the scene with him, like, as he was, like, trying to, like, uh, materialise his suit using the Speed Force. Yeah, it was, it was a nice scene, but it's like, yeah. man, he just looks young. He, yeah, he looks super young. He, he looked like, uh... Joey almost looked like, he almost... Did anyone ever watch Cousin Skeeter? No. Nope. No, it was a show about a puppet. I he, remember he, it, I yeah. just didn't watch it. And he kind of looked a little bit like Skeeter in this page. Yeah. Just the, 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 the hair was the exact, like, the sort of, like... So- in case you don't know, Connor, Cousin Skeeter, it's, it was a Nickelodeon show yeah. where the cousin was a Muppet. 
Yeah, but everyone else was a human, but no one even like I think they they joked about it, I think, but at the same time, no one ever thought it was weird that the person was a puppet. One second. Yeah. So, anyways, but I get what you're saying. He kind of does cousin Skeeter. Yeah, it it made me think of cousin Skeeter when I seen him in this picture. Okay, I see it now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So you know the age difference between us is when cousin Skeeter was on, I was done watching Nickelodeon. So like yeah, I, I, I was, knew it was a thing, yeah. but I didn't watch it. So I was. I never really watched watch Nickelodeon yeah. that much into at all, to be honest. Uh-huh. I was watching childhood. You, 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 you would. Had you been watching Nickelodeon, you'd have been the right age to watch this. Yeah, I'm looking at the, the the years. It's in my age gap, but I just didn't really watch Nickelodeon. That's fair yeah. enough. Uh, Flash, another solid issue, uh, and yeah. I, I don't know how familiar you guys are with Williamson, but he sets up these longer arcs pretty well. So, yeah, I'm just looking forward to it. Joe, I like, I like that there's not actually, like, because they said Godspeed was going to be a thing when they announced everything, but yeah. I like that he's, like, not been just in our face, like, every issue. There's been, like, yeah. a tease in the Rebirth issue, and then the end of the last issue is when we learned it, like, first learned about existing. You see him for the first time. Yeah. And, like, now it's just like, oh, anyone could be Godspeed, we don't know who it is, but it's all on our characters, and it's not like, oh, a villain shows up in monologues, you know, it's, yep. like, I like the mystery of it, it's cool. Yeah. yeah so, have you not read the last issue, though? Sorry, I definitely preferred the last issue of Flash though to this. Uh, yeah, I probably agree. Yeah, I, I liked him going and meeting the Avery and like like getting yeah. her out of the the speed frenzy that she was in and all that. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was a good issue. Yeah. I think Flash has been really. It was good, but I thought it's not not as good. So Pete, you said you like the mystery of this. Have you read Nailbiter? No. All right, check out Nailbiter. You're a horror guy. It'll scratch itches for you. Is that it's, it's, Williamson? Yeah, it's Josh Williamson. Hmm. Um, and it, it's basically like seven meets. I'm trying to think of another one. But it's about serial killers and a detective trying to, you know, figure all this stuff out. It's really good. I, I don't know where you were going with that there. I was like, oh, it's going to be something really weird to sick. I was like, it's going to be it's seven meets My Little Pony or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, no, no, no. Not, not that not that drastic. But basically seven meets like a, like a buddy cop. Okay. Kind of. Right. So, like, if seven was lighter hearted, you know. It's it's like oh, that. you're making me curious. Is that many? I take it then. No, it's an ongoing, but oh. you can. Did it finish? Each, each, no, it's ongoing, but each oh, of right. the arcs play to a bigger story, but each one acts as its own like killer of the the story, because mm-hmm. it's it's set in this town that's notorious for creating serial killers. Be interesting like, to yeah. see how that works out with Flash then, if he's got like if he has like a 30, 40 issue running mind, and he's like yeah. doing chapters. And that's what I was saying. He. He plots out these longer stories really well while maintaining shorter stuff at the same time, which is a skill I think more writers can tap into in the age of trades. That's cool. Yeah. Um, all right, that's The Flash, issue four. Yep. That'll take us on to New Superman, issue two by Gene Lun Yang and art by yep. Victor Bogdanovich. Um, I really like this issue. I think New Superman is a... <laughs> Really, like, been a surprise as well. Not not as good as New, uh, New Superwoman, Superwoman was, but, yeah. like, I really like this issue. Connor's I like that he calls... No, no, I, I really liked it. Oh, good. Although, yeah. I will say, as, as, to, as much as Matt would hate it, I wish this had been New Batman. <laughs> See, I don't. I like the dynamic between this. And, like, if they want to come out with a new Superman, new Batman team-up book... I love that that Keenan calls him Tubby, and he's not—at least to me—he's not drawn to look fat. Like he looks like a burly, squattier guy. Yeah. But he's yeah, he not drawn big, like the kid but... 
from the first issue, but he's constantly calling him Tubby. Yeah. And you I know. love the dynamic between all three of them. I, I think yeah. the way they, like, ragging him is great. Like, I really enjoyed this. And it's he, really good. And Keenan, of course, like, his powers, like, fade away, and they're not really sure why, and he gets taken off mission, but then he kind of forces me back onto the mission, because the, the couple they're going to save in this house is, like, he knows the code, because the kiddie Billy's, like, gave him the code, like, once. And so he can go steal someone else's bike. Yeah, so he can steal his neighbor's bike, yeah, like, Jesus Christ. Um, and, but he sort of wrangles his way back onto the mission, despite not having the powers, and, like, you know, uh, new Batman, new Wonder Woman, leave him in the car. But he, he has this, you know, he has to look after the baby, and then he goes in and saves the day with the mother, because he doesn't want the baby to be an orphan, because he remembered losing his own mother. So despite the fact that it's a really sort of, like, fun and light-hearted, like, you know, jokey book. At the same time, it had a good bit of heart to it when he decided to he wanted to make sure this kid wasn't an orphan. So, no, I really like this. This was great. I like that. And like you said, the dynamic with, with Wonder Woman and Batman and New Superman. And, like, I just, I love that he's constantly trying to impress Wonder Woman. Yeah, he's a douchebag. He says, you, oh, I, yeah. now I see why they call you Wonder Woman or something yeah. to that effect. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, she has a spear and a shield and her own magic lasso. And talking about I, how they need to I like, I like do the West. I like how different the lasso is, though. It's not yeah. the same kind of thing. It's more like a sort of like pink energy it's, sort of beam. Do you know what it is? That comes out of it. It's, it's a Chinese knockoff. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. And I like yeah. how they 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 frame this all that they're doing a better version than America at it. Yeah. You know, but no, I just I love the character of Keenan Kong. Like I have a I have a soft spot for asshole like characters, so that's why I like Guy Gardner and Booster Gold. So Keenan's right in that kind of mold, and he'll he'll end up being a hero because again you see what he does with the kid, like there's good in him, but there's also a whole lot of just jerk. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's always the point of these stories, isn't it? At the end, yeah. he uh, immediately starts trying to impress Wonder Woman because uh, uh, was it Lenny Lang or whatever name? Is? Yeah, is that yeah. Name Lenny Lang. Lenny Lang. Lenny Lang. Uh, shows up and he's like, oh, it's her again, and he like goes, goes over to try and impress her. And the whole yeah. issue, they've been talking about how, oh, right, you can keep Keenan uh, Kong as your secret yeah. identity. At the end of the issue, it's almost like the end of the first Iron Man movie, where he's like, uh-huh. ego gets the better it's- of him. Except in this, it's not like a moment of hesitation. It's just like immediately, oh, you, uh-huh. you want to be impressed? It's me. I was the <laughs> yeah. one who saved that person the other day. Yeah, it's great. Uh, um, so yeah. no. It's- it's good, and they're building up mythology as well because his dad's like conspiracy club is like looking into this secret ministry of uh, yeah self reliance. Yeah, and also I like that they reference the Great Ten, and like mm. oh they're relics. We need something new. Yeah, because oh, like how main... people actually know about them as well. Yeah, because yeah. Keenan yeah. brought it up. He's like, oh, wait, they've already yeah. done a Chinese Justice League. They're called the Great Ten. <laughs> yeah. Idiots. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You well, can yeah, hear the... the DC fanboys like yeah. like. Well, and that's has been and that's what I like and. And this is the fun stuff that Yang did in his Superman run where it was like a fight, like it was a pro wrestling style fight club for mythological beings that didn't want to be forgotten. So they tell their stories through... Wasn't uh, that in Action Comics? No, that was in Yang's Superman. How was it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Pac, was doing, Pac was doing the Before Truth stuff where... Ah, with, uh, yeah, with, with him standing up to the bad cops uh, in San at the same time. So Yang was telling a fun story, not so much socially conscious. Um, But yeah, so like here where he talks about the Great Ten being relics and his dad's conspiracy club. Like like if this ended up being like a shorter series, like we get 24 issues out of this, 
You know, I think it'll be like one of those good runs that you point people to. A shorter series. That's like twice the length of any Marvel ongoing book right now. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm just talking as as it plays out. Like that's like four trades. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I get what you mean. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I don't want this book going anywhere. Like I don't want it just to be twelve issues. Yeah, no, I you don't know? want it to be a mini. Like I don't want it to be yeah. cancelled after one year. I want it to get like yeah, like you say, enough for an omnibus yeah. essentially. Yeah, and you can just hand that to a friend. And go, hey, you want to read a fun version of Superman? Here you go. You and know, then after that, like, it can be someone that pops up in like events yeah. or you know team up stuff. Maybe they can even like add them to like uh, if they do like a like a just League International. Do, yeah, do, like, do a spin off uh, and do a just a Justice League of China book. Yeah, you could do that. Yeah. The three of them. So, and add them see, China China like, and a few more. Yeah. That's why I feel like where Marvel's dropping the ball, where they keep just relaunching stuff just because. If you want to do it, own that where you just tell completed stories. And then bring stuff up like that. So, like, there's demand for, for Keenan Kong. Here's a Justice League of China book. Instead of just relaunching it as new Superman again, number one. JLC. You know? Yeah. So. <laughs> Why not? But no, very enjoyable. And it helps that it's it's $3, you know, so it doesn't feel as superfluous as if it was, like, a $4 book. Where you're kind of like, yeah, it's fun, but I need to make a cut for, you know, whatever else I'm reading. Like, $3 seems more justifiable. Yeah, and so. those sales figures for the first issue indicate that maybe we will get those twenty-four yeah. issues. Yeah. Um, no, uh, really, really like. I mean, I liked the first issue. Uh, so, so did Matt. You were a lot bit more down on it, Connor. I enjoyed this a lot more. Oh, okay. I yeah, thought I thought it was, was better much too. better than the second, the first issue. I don't know why. I, I just enjoyed it. Oh, so I, I, I wouldn't say it was much better, but I do agree. It was like I feel like it's you know hitting it straight a bit more, and it's you know the yeah. interactions with all yeah, the characters. Exactly the first issue was bad. Like it was still good, but this I, I just yeah. enjoyed it so much more. Uh, so no, that's a new Superman issue too, uh, and that'll take us to Connor's corner. Which is what I'm going to call the section at the end of the show because Connor seems to be the one who's reading books that the other two of us don't want to. So. And you, you've yet to read Aaron's Thor, right? No, I've read. Uh, I'm like a few issues behind, but I'm. I've read oh, okay. Of I was gonna say if you said no, I was gonna yell right now. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm like okay. four or five issues behind, but that's it. Okay. Um, okay. So that's yeah, the, the first thing Connor's going to tell us about is Red to the Nebulas issue one, written by Scott Lobdell and art by Dexter. Uh, I want to start with a question for you guys. Okay. Can you tell me? No. What was the reason that I gave for wanting to read the issue one rather than the oh, reboot? Oh, you, you wanted want, to you, see the team. Yeah, you wanted to see all three of them together. So they're not in this then, are they? Nope. Artemis shows up on the very last page. Oh, great. I'm fucking furious. You got, you got, you got labdelled, my friend. I did. I really did. Uh, what was it about then? Oh, so it's it's it's, it's more Jason, obviously, because the rest of them aren't fucking here. Jason, 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 Jason. So it starts with more flashbacks to his time in Crime Alley, you know. All right, can I just explain my reference there for people who don't play video games? Because I feel like, I feel like, like, like that, that's going to come up a lot. So you might as well do it. Yeah. yeah every time we talk about Jason Todd, I'm probably going to crack that joke. Uh, if you ever played Heavy Rain, Heavy Rain was a video game on the PS3, and it's about a father whose son goes missing, and you have to go looking for him because he's been kidnapped by like a murderer. And the scene where he goes missing is in like a shopping mall and you play as the dad walking around and there's, it literally says on the screen, press X to say Jason. And you just go around pressing X and every time he says Jason, it's like a different, like, you know, version of him saying it. So you're, you're poorly acted at Yeah. That. So you're just walking around going, Jason, 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 Jason. Like, so. so this happens each time you hit X? Yeah. Or do you have to time it? 
But yeah. every time it, you can just keep pressing X, and every time you press it, there's a different version <laughs> of the comes out. Do you know what oh, it is? Man. It's like it's like they took a conversation, you know, and from the entire game, every time he says Jason, they just throw it all into one button and go, "I'll yeah. do." So basically, Matt, there's a running joke of, amongst video gamers when there's like a game presents you with like a moment where you have to press a button for it to do something, mm-hmm. but it seems kind of pointless. Like, why not just make this a cutscene? We call that an X to Jason. X to Jason, gotcha. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm I'm getting hungry, so let's get through Connor's corner. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep it quick. Basically, sure. yeah, it starts off a few years ago in Crime Alley, and it's after. He did the stuff with Batman, but before he's taken in as Robin, Batman dumped him at some boarding school. But it was so a psychotic. Can I just point out if this was meant to still be in this new Fifty Two, everything happened in five years, bollocks. Um, like he's don't, just don't, collecting don't orphans. Go don't go there. He's collecting orphans. Ah, all right. So he's dumped him in a boarding school, right? Right, and it's called something Miss Margun's School for Kids or something. I don't know, whatever. Turns out she's not teaching them anything but to, to be criminals. So, yeah, Batman actually comes in and has to rescue him. I don't understand why this was a thing. Like, why, why, Surely Batman would have more knowledge of where he's leaving yeah, these good, kids. Yeah, good job vetting the school, Bruce. Like, great detective there. You know. And I will say, I really like the art. Bell doesn't understand the character he's writing? I know, hmm. I know. I do like the art in the flashback still. It's all the washed out colours, but just the reds popping out, and that is nice. I think that happened in the Rebirth issue as well. Uh, well, basically you were going through this. So, oh, they've muted everything but the one that's most like ginger. So I, I speak, spoke to you personally. <laughs> so, Connor, you're familiar with Harry Potter and the Pensieve, and you pull a memory out and drop it into the... Yeah. That, that's what I did with Red Hood and the Outlaws Rebirth, <laughs> but I threw it out the window. I didn't throw it into a fancy bowl. Because I don't ever want to revisit it. You, you never want to. You don't even want the option to go back. To Do you know what? Yeah. I'm on Connor to keep reading it just so we can ask him at each issue what happened. Yep. See, I'm enjoying this. Right, so after that, he's he's hunting down. There's some black mask shit going on. Oh it's, great! Yeah. Black mask. Uh, fun. Yeah, it's all kind of that, and he's like, "Oh, here's a target. We'll go get the target," and then Artemis pops out with a fuck off giant axe. I mean, like, the axe is bigger than she is. I'm. A- I am listening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, get Matt just, just when Matt thought he was out, Lobdell pulled him back in. Oh, no. oh no, 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 no. I, could, I bet I could find that page online of the Google search if yeah. I really want to see it. Yeah. Uh, right, uh, he's sticking with it, Connor. He's sticking with it. I don't know. I want to see the team, but... That's a I yes. Like so it's, Car- it's drawing me in. Like, this First is the, this arc's is about the them finding Bizarro. So the next issue, issue two, in a month's time, Connor will be covering that again. Uh, you've heard it here first, folks. Connor will be covering this, that. This is his trap. I want to see the team. But then by the time I see the team, I'll be like four issues in. Oh, also, the next issue is Red Hood versus Artemis. Just what I fucking wanted. I want a fucking team, not this shit. So but we'll this hear, is the problem. We'll hear I have more to get through <laughs> this. We'll hear more about this from Connor next month. Uh, next issue that Connor is doing that uh, me and Matt dropped, we thought... Connor dropped this as well. Connor just dropped this on us before we started that he'd read this. But... I think he forgot that he dropped it. <laughs> Pretty much. So, uh, Connor read Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps, issue one, by Robert Vendetti and art by Rafa Sandoval. It was better. Oh? There was less Sinestro and there was less Hal. And there was more of John <laughs> Philip. It's called Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps, so we're going to drop off half of that. Oh. Look, we know for a fact Venditti is shit with Hal. We've we've yeah. got 
the last two, three years are proof of that. Yeah. But John Stewart and Kilowog, not too bad. Apparently, John's leader of the core now. Oh, okay. That's yeah, cool. I didn't know that, but that's his house okay. completely unproven and was a fugitive. So yeah, and uh, basically they get back, and there's only there's 399 lanterns left, and the rings aren't going out. Oh. They're, they're getting an error. They're not going and finding more. Hmm. And they're like, right, what are we gonna do? We can't just rush out. There's not enough of us. So they're like, we need to send someone out on a scouting mission. And he's like, it's gonna be dangerous. So, Matt's right. boy guy goes out. It's like, ah, I got it. Hmm. And it's kind of fun in that bit. I'm not gonna lie. I might have to go track this down and give it a read. Huh. Well, okay. Well, if nothing else, uh, next issue, <laughs> at least Connor will be covering it. Uh, Matt oh, may join. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna stick with that because no, no Sinestro, no Hal. Well, there's, not, no, show there's up. less. But that's what I mean. Like yeah. that—that's my selling point is. Less of the stupid stuff and more of the hey, cool stuff. I'm all for someone covering these books that I'm not reading so that every, everything's getting a bit of a, you know, well, I mean, update. We'll be covering Deathstroke, I'm sure, and Pete's not. So yeah. Oh, yeah. It'll balance out. Um, but no, that's, oh, there you go. Hal Jordan, the Green Lantern Corps, issue two. two? Yeah, yeah, two. two. Issue two. Uh, yeah. Better than issue one. Yeah. There you go. Uh, straight, straight from the ginger's mouth. Um, so, I guess that uh, leads us to some uh, favourite things well, we'll do we'll do favorite panels of the week and then we'll yep. do our uh, top fives and bottoms of the week so uh, favorite panel i'm going to jump in first i'm going to go with just something that's a really cool badass action moment uh related from my f- from a uh, superwoman issue one and that is uh lois and lana back to back with their legs up against the ship and the bridge because that image is just epic and... you took mine you son of a bitch ah. Oh, yeah. Good job. Cool. All right, Matt can pick that too. There's, no, there's nothing against saying. Well, no. I can, I can, another one that made me feel the same is the the first time you see Diana in the Wonder Woman guard because she's ah, won the okay. trials. Okay. And yeah. she steps out, and it's the new costume, and so it's you know there's significance to it why she's back to wearing that, and you know again I I feel that this arc and the the first arc. Or the, the even arc and the odd arc are informing each other as they go, and I like that. The present day and the past arc, I think we'll. Yeah. There we go. We'll call it. <laughs> uh, Connor, panel of the week. Uh, before we started recording, I was gonna go with that one in in tech with the shadows, but obviously okay. we talked about that yeah, already. That nice, so yeah. instead, I'm gonna go with that full double page in Wonder Woman where she's doing the the trials, and it all yeah. kind of just merges into one seamless yeah. picture. Oh, I thought that's absolutely gorgeous. That is Nicola Scott. Just working. killing it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, see, what, see what you're saying. All right, cool. Uh, so let's do our uh, top fives of the week. Uh, that should be an interesting mix of things, I am sure. Uh, I'll just jump in first because I think I'm feeling right. ready to go. Um, number one, Superwoman issue one. Loved it. Yep. Just fly loved it. Blew me away. For all the reasons that we said when we talked about it, uh, that's my number one for this. And I would not have called that in a million years. If you'd asked me last week, you know, uh, any chance that Superwoman will be your number one pick next week, I would, I would not have said that. You'd have put money against it, wouldn't you? I would have, yeah. I would, I would be, I would be out of money at this point. But there it is. Superwoman uh, takes the top spot. Uh, then I'm going with Detective, and number two, because Detective's just great, of course. Um, yeah. And then, things are getting a bit more interesting here. Uh, I'm going to go with New Superman issue too. 
in the third spot. Fair enough. Uh, again, kind of surprising, man. Being really, really good. Uh, and then I am going to go with... Oh, it's getting tough. I'll go with Wonder Woman at number four. And then in the fifth spot, I'm actually going to go with Action Comics. I think that's the first time action has uh, trickled onto my top five. But wow. I think it just... I think I think had Carmine still been on the, the art and the Flash, that's yeah. what happened. Mm. But because he wasn't, uh, Action had a chance to swoop in. So, uh, solid no. week though. Uh, solid week, and yeah. again, All Star with a just scraped on as well. Um, it was a tough week. Uh, other than Deathstroke, which just really wasn't for me because I, I just don't really care about the character. Uh, everything was like you know, if you're doing stars, like the solid four stars. Or above across the board mm-hmm. for me, so uh, no, that's my that's my top five. Uh, and yeah, lowest for for me was Deathstroke. But you know, uh, Asterix did not read Red Hood, did not read Hal Jordan. So uh, there you go, Matt. Top five. So Superwoman number one for me as well. I mean, as I said earlier, I made the dots and cover my background just based off of that. Such so good. Love that issue a lot. And then Detective. Because it was a nice, uh, nice, consistent. And then Wonder Woman. I loved a lot of the stuff right there. So right there, that's kind of three female-led uh, led books. Yeah. Because if you can consider Batwoman. So DC's killing it without telling everybody that they're killing it with uh, women characters. So, so much. So I, I appreciate even, that. I didn't even think of it until you just pointed out. Yeah. yeah. I didn't think about that until I formulated my list. I mean, honestly, uh, I mean, I would think a tech is a ensemble book, but yeah, but this arc really centers on Kate. It, so no, it does, but I think it's lead. also worth mentioning that half of the team are female, like yeah. Steph. Over half, yeah. Yeah. Over Sandra. half, you don't count Batman. If you don't count Batman, it's over half. If yeah. you count Batman, it's half. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then Deathstroke, I really enjoyed that because I'll be picking that up. And then five is New Superman, which this is the first time I haven't had action comics, which. Isn't like a, a slight on action. Yeah. Um, it's just the other ones. I spoiled for choice. Really strong. Yeah. And then my lowest is gonna be All Star Batman, and not just because it's Batman, but I felt you know when I enjoy Deathstroke more than Batman, I feel it's a problem. But I still have Tech, and we still have Tom King's Batman, so it's not like it's the only one. And now over to Connor for a completely different list. I'm sticking with the the Superwoman at number one. Oh, good. Unanimous number one. I am. And I'm also sticking with Tech at number two. Okay, cool. (laughs) (laughs) All right, not that different. Not not that different. So we're definitely, he's not the Russian judge because of the Olympics going on. He's not just sinking just to sink. No, I I considered it. I I considered, should I put All-Star number one? But then I thought, nah, I can't do it. It'd have been funny after Matt put it in last place. It would have. I am going to put it at three, though. Yeah, oh, I, I can get by behind that. So that's at three, four. Especially just... since, like, I mean, come on, Connor did read Red Hood. Like, <laughs> if that's not last place, then something's wrong with that boy's brain. That's uh, true. I say four... that I haven't not read it, admittedly. <laughs> four, I'm going to go Deathstroke. And five, I'm going to go New Superman. Oh, New Superman got on oh. our top fives. Yeah, last, yeah. obviously Red Hood. But if, if I'm just limiting it to the same options you had, I'd have to go with mm. Flash, actually. Yeah, but, but you still like again, it. I did. Yeah, yeah. It's a strong week. So still yeah, good. nah, strong week. Uh, so that's quality stuff. It's worth mentioning. Connor wasn't here last week for Harley and Suicide Squad. I don't know if you've read Suicide Squad. 
I haven't, not yet. No, actually, we don't know. Ah. What, you haven't read either Harley or Suicide Squad, but given the fact that you liked Harley before Rebirth, I can guarantee I'll carry on reading. Yeah, so that will be another addition to Connor's corner at the end of the reviews. Uh, we're keeping this going. I mean, I don't know what we're going to call it when it's only mere bat if that ever happens. But Connor has enough that we're giving it a segment. <laughs> it's called Connor's Corner. <laughs> Got Hellblazer. Hell, Hellblazer, Harley Quinn, Red Hood, Hal Jordan. Although Hal, Matt may pick up Hal, but I might. Yeah, depending. We'll see. If it if it if they do trade on the fact that it is the Green Lantern Court as well and not just Hal, then yes. Yeah. But... Well, now that we've got all our picks out of the week. Uh, out of the week out of the way I should say uh, that leaves me with one last thing to do and that is to get you all hate because I can tell you what's coming next week so there's one new book next week and that is Supergirl Rebirth issue one I have a question mm-hmm. would it be weird if I wanted to eat donuts while reading a comic like uh, I mean I ate last night I ate my dinner which was taquitos while reading Deathstroke, so I don't uh, think it's that weird. Uh, I don't really eat when I'm reading something, but I mean, if you want to give it a try, by all means, go for it. <laughs> okay, well, I already know what my favorite book next week's going to be, because I just read the description for Supergirl Rebirth. Oh, do read. Uh, so Supergirl turns to the shadowy organization known as the DEO, Department of Extra Normal Operations, to restore her lost powers once for all. But as fateful experiment sends Kara Zor-El rocketing towards the sun, disaster strikes at the home, uh, in at home, in the form of the lost Kryptonian werewolf Lar on. <laughs> All the epic action for the brand new Supergirl series starts here. Yes, please. I'm so in. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Supergirl. Um... Although now there's a chance that it might not be as good as Superwoman, even if I really like it, which is weird, because I thought Supergirl was the obvious one that I was going to love, and Superwoman yeah. was going to be, you know, I might like it, but hey, pleasant surprises are pleasant surprises. So we've got Supergirl Rebirth issue one next week. That's the only new book, but there's a lot of not new books, so here we go. Aquaman issue five, Batgirl and the Birds of Prey issue one, Batman issue five, Green Arrow issue five, Green Lanterns issue five, Justice League issue three, Nightwing issue three, Suicide Squad issue one, Superman issue five, and finally, in Connor's corner, we'll have Harley Quinn issue two. Yeah, no promises on Suicide Squad yet. I haven't read that. Sorry, Matt, what was was that? Did you say Nightwing? Yes, Nightwing issue three, yes. Yes, okay. Yeah, everything's there. Well, we've got two, four, six, eight, ten. That's 11 books in total, only 10 for me and you, Matt. Connor's uh, yeah. uh, doing the whole, whole 11, though. So. Ten. Wait, Suicide Squad and Harley, though? No. Yep. Yeah. So, we're doing so nine. You're doing nine. Are we not doing Suicide Squad issue one, Matt? I thought we were still doing issue one. Uh, we, that's fine. I'll, yeah, I'll borrow it from one. somebody. Yeah. That's fine. Oh, I thought you guys had just hated that. Not, not as much as Harley. Harley was much worse. I didn't like Suicide Squad as much as I didn't like Harley, but hey. I, I thought Suicide Squad was readable, whereas Harley was like painful, and I could barely get through it. So, you know. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's what's coming next week, guys. Uh, another bit, I mean, they're all big weeks now. I mean, now that enough things have launched, you know, everything's... Uh, I, I think what separates the weeks for me now, though, is when I see a monthly book and back on the Birds of Prey. Oh, it's been a month since we read the Rebirth issue of that. Yeah. I'm, st- I'm still waiting on my, my Blue Beetle. That's got to be coming yep. soon. Uh, Blue Beetle's uh, two weeks' time. Reviews. Oh, yes. Yeah. Blue Beetle's soon. Blue Beetle's uh, the week after next, so... 
look forward to that. But yeah, that's uh, what's coming next week. That has been the Comics from the Multiverse, episode number 12. Been th- that's been kind of three months almost, basically. That almost? has been three months, yeah. Yeah, kind of, yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, that's that's been this week's show. Uh, we hope you liked it. We hope you had fun and agreed with some of us, maybe disagreed at some points. Let us know. Comments below or and that's on YouTube, but you can also tweet at us, mailed underscore fuzz. You can get all of our individual Twitters on the screen there. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it, guys. So uh, like and subscribe and all that jazz. It helps us out a lot. And if you want, you can check out other stuff we do. Uh, if you're on YouTube, on the Mail Fuzz TV channel, we also do all the weekly TV reviews. And of course, uh, all of these superhero shows are coming back soonish. Like we got another month and a half. And all of our Flashes and Supergirls and Arrows and Legends of Tomorrow's will all be back on screen and me and Connor will be reviewing them every week. And of course, head over to the Mail Fuzz Movies YouTube channel where we do a horror movie show called Screams After Midnight and a regular movie show called 1.21 Gigawatts, which is me and Matt uh, talking yep. about stuff. In fact, uh, the last thing we reviewed was the Suicide Squad movie, which we really did not like, and we went on a tirade for about an hour and 40 minutes. So I'll make sure there's a link to that. Uh, you can go check out uh, in the corner. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's all the plugs, I think. Um, anyone want to say goodbye in their own way before I sign us off? No, I'm good. I'm good too. Excellent. That's why I have these two guys here. They they bring so much energy and enthusiasm and stuff to the show. We we just you've got your routine. We feel like it's easier just to let you do that and then you're placated that way. Yep. All right then. Slowly turning into a robot. That one. Well. In that case, all that's left for me to say is keep reading comic book, guys, and remember, never get lost in the Speed Force. Long live the Legion.